parental advisory, trigger warning. Before you listen to this shod, here's some special information that you might like to know. Um, right now it's actually post shod I've just recorded. And in listening over the shod for any information that may be cancelable, i.e. get me canceled, um, I realized that in the opening number, because this, this shod begins with a musical number, uh, it's called, it's called I Still Hate Myself. It's, it's, the, it's the title number from a musical that uh, recently debuted in my head about 45 minutes ago called Even Though I've Done the Work, I Still Hate Myself, .edu, the musical. Um, I realized that in the, in, the, in the musical, I think in the chorus um, of the title song, I Still Hate Myself, from I Still Hate Myself Even Though I've Done All the Work, the musical, I realized that I refer to the, the current moment as the year 2000. I don't know why I did that. Uh, I'm aware that we are currently in the year 2020. Um, I was going to try to edit that so as to seem... So as to seem like a human being who is perfect, beyond reproach, doesn't make mistakes. Um, but then the software, and when I say software, I mean like free app on my phone while I'm walking pickle right now, uh, wouldn't delete, wouldn't take a chunk out of it. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to issue a disclaimer. So if any of you find yourself triggered by the issuing of the wrong date, if you feel that you're being gaslit when someone says it is the year 2000, when in fact it is the year 2020, okay, if you don't have a time is relative perspective, if that goes against your lived experience, I would advise that you, that you show some caution in listening to this episode. And for those of you who uh, perceive time as malleable or make mistakes yourself, on with the show. Do I hate myself? Absolutely. Do I still hate myself? Even though I've done the work, so much work. The musical, absolutely. Because it's really supposedly about the journey. I don't know, though. Some people claim that when you do the work, there is a destination you arrive at. But that's not really my belief. But it could also be that, you know, it could also be that because I've done the work and I haven't, quote unquote, arrived, you know, that there was not a finite endpoint to the work, but rather the work is unto itself that I just believe there isn't a finite endpoint so as to reflect and verify my own lived experience of um, it being the year 2000, October 2000, and uh, still don't love myself. Hey, thank you very much, folks. So, all right. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car, Chosen, with your host, So Sad Today. Um, today, I am having, I'm having Fig Newtons. Um, I'm having, I'm having a packet of Fig Newtons. I couldn't remember if I had ever had Fig Newtons on the show. 
Um, I don't think I have. And then the, in, in realizing that I had never had Fig Newtons on the show, or I don't think I have. I might have, though. But if I haven't, why? Okay, why? A Fig Newton, it's like, it's really actually kind of something. I, a Fig Newton's pretty magical, to tell you to tell you the Lord's truth of the matter. Because you take a Fig Newton and you take cookie, like the, the dry, it's like a dry, it's a very dry and powdery cookie. I mean, I personally, I find it very, um, it's a relaxing cookie. I want to like, I want to blow it up and I want to just rest my cheek against the soft, sweet, sort of flavorlessness, but mildly sweet, maybe almost like a, a I feel like a, there might even be a, a hint of lemon in here. I detect, now I'm smelling the Newton. I detect notes of lemon in the Newton. Um, but whether there is or isn't any note of lemon, you know, it's a, it, I don't think personally that the new, that the cookie of the Newton, I, I don't know that it is a, a universally lovable kind of a cookie. You know, the outside, I mean, I, I, I have grown to love it. Um, I've grown to love it. I've adapted, uh, like a desert cactus, but I don't know that it's like a universally beloved situation. So, you know, and it's dry, it's dry. It's very dry. It's dry. It's dry cookie. Very dry. And the fig, while fig itself is, is a lovely fruit, um, figs are fabulous. I mean, I like a fig. Um, you know, it's not, fig has sort of the texture of like chewing cockroaches to some extent. So it's like, it's really a juxtaposition of two potentially unlovable things, right? Like I like both of them, but I definitely do remember, like, I feel that a Newton is maybe an acquired taste, you know, like I didn't always love the Newton and I had to grow into the Newton and now I love the Newton. So in a way, like to me, a Newton the beauty of the Fig Newton, my love of the Newton, um, is somewhat miraculous, you know? Now, perhaps I am being, perhaps I am, I am feeling very narcissism of small differences here. I mean, there might not even be differences. Clearly, Fig Newtons have been on the market a long time. They're beloved by the American populace, or they wouldn't still be making them. So I don't know why I feel like exceptional or special you know, to be loving a Newton, you know, nothing's new. Loving a Newton doesn't, um, make me any better or worse than my fellow man. Um, it doesn't distinguish me in any way. And, um, you know, I believe that all those who love and do not love Newtons are equal. I'm not, you know, I, I don't deserve to be like, I don't deserve to have my own show just because I love, uh, the Newton, but you know, but I, but I, but I'm a human being. I fear not being special. I look for ways to be unique. I want to be special. You know, I want to be, I want to stand out. I fear that I am not enough and therefore I have to find ways to be extra, to be more. And so, um, you know, and so my love of the Newton, I think, or my professing of the love for the Newton as something extraordinary, my framing of the love of the Newton as something extraordinary, I think is really in support of that, you know, wanting to feel like there's something about, about me that, um, is remarkable, you know, feeling better, 
wanting to feel better than so as to feel equal to, wanting to feel different so as to feel uh, better. And so I am positioning my love of the Newton, which is, you know, it, it seems to be, um, capitalism would suggest that uh, the Newton is a beloved figure, but but I'm finding, I'm, I'm, I'm utilizing, I'm personalizing the Newton, I'm utilizing my particular love of the Newton, the way that I love it, and I'm saying, no, no, I, even if you love the Newton, I love it differently than you. And because my love is different, that makes me, um, that makes me uh, superior, dare I say, in some way. You know, you may love the Newton, I love the Newton, um, but the way that I love the Newton and the reasons why I love the Newton um, are, are maybe they're even morally, maybe on some level there's more, there's there's an ethical, there's an ethical, um, there's an ethical advantage that I have. No, I don't think it's ethical. Is it aesthetic? Yeah, I think I lean more the direction of like the four on the Enneagram in this case, you know, like, you know, that, that I, um, the four in the Enneagram is the individual. That's my number on the Enneagram. Um, I sort of like that that's my number on the Enneagram, you know, I mean, would it be good to be like the helper or whatever? Yes. Um, I'm glad, I have to say, I'm glad I'm not the reformer because it seems like a lot of effort to be telling others what to do all the time. Um, but, um, so I like that I'm the individual on the Enneagram and, and I think that like both my, the way that I'm trying to position my love of the Newton as, um, a hot take, really that's what it is. It's a hot take. My, my Newton take, um, Newton Freuden. The way that I'm positioning my love of the Newton um, is is a way of, well, it's a way of defending that position, saying I am an individual. You know, I cannot be, even if you love the Newton, I will not love the Newton the way that you love the Newton. You know, and I don't even know that I'm, I don't know that I'm a born contrarian, but I feel that when I, when, when I'm being, when I feel that I'm asked to love the Newton, uh, or when I reveal that I love the Newton and others say, I love the Newton too. Um, well, I don't know. Sometimes I do want to be part of a community. Sometimes there's actually really nothing better than when, than to reveal that you love the Newton and to have someone else say, you know what? I love the Newton too. And to just, to form an alliance based on, based on that Newton ship. I mean, really alliances are built on far less than the love of a Newton, far less. Um, and thus, you know, so I, I don't want to say that it's solely the desire, um, for individuality that makes me, but, but, but it's like almost like before that happens, you know, before I come upon an actual person who says, I love the Newton. And then I feel at one with my fellow man. And I say, you know, this isn't so bad. I don't mind loving the Newton, like along with you. In fact, I kind of like it. It's really, it's when I'm, it's when I'm alone. You know, it's when I'm not with my fellow Newton lovers. It's when I am just in my own world imagining others who love the Newton, right? Internet Newton lovers. You know, it's hard to, when you're on the internet, it's hard to imagine other people um, as as full humans. You know, it's hard to imagine that someone, 
that everybody was born and everybody's going to die. And I think, you know, when you meet a person, it can be easier. I think, you know, when they're embodied, not always, but, and perhaps when you both love a Newton, you know, that, that may engender empathy. But I think, um, you know, when I think of like the masses, the masses of Newton lovers, when I think of just this, the faceless masses of Newton lovers, you know, I, I, it does make me want to, it makes me want to, it makes, it's kind of like wanting to find a personal God. You know, it's hard to believe that there is enough Newton for all of us, right? Like I want a personal Newton, your own personal Newton. I want, you know, I'm not, I'm afraid that if I love the Newton and you love the Newton, that there, there, there will not be enough Newton to go around. You know, I want the Newton, I want my love for the Newton to be just a little different, a little more. And I want the Newton to love me a little more. You know, I don't trust if we're all like suckling at the teat of the Newton. I don't trust that the Newton's going to not run out of nipples. You know, how, how do I, I, I feel like the run, I'm just going to be shunted off. I'm going to be shunted off. So I better find a way to love that Newton in a way that is unique, special. I got to earn my keep. It's not enough to have just been born and love a Newton or come to love a Newton. <clears throat> you know, it's not enough just to, to have been born. Are we all the Newton's children? Yes. I do believe that on an intellectual level, but like emotion wise or instinct wise, I fear that, you know, I'm, uh, there's not enough Newton. And where do I get that belief that there's not enough Newton? Where do I get the belief that there's not enough Newton? Who taught me that? I mean, I guess it is in some ways socially reinforced. I guess in some ways it is biologically reinforced. You know, like, in a way, Darwin Darwin just kind of comes down to the Newton, like, he who gets the Newton is gonna move, is gonna continue to live, and he who does not get the Newton um, is not gonna live. But do I even like living? You know, I don't even know that I like living. Um, I guess it's more of an instinctual thing, and I guess for me, the way that my instinctual drives come out, if one were to believe the enneagram, which the enneagram's not like something. I mean, the Enneagram's not like some, like, it's not like a, a, a magic thing. It's more just like a set of questions that reflect particular personality traits, right? And I'm like, I'm number four. I'm the individual. I'm better. I get more Newton. Okay? I'm the individual. Um, I'm, I'm the individual. I'm an individual Newton lover. Number four, bitch. Step aside. Um, but... You know, that's just, that's just my way of going about the Newton. Whereas maybe someone who's a, um, number nine, like my dad, the peacemaker is going to go about getting the Newton in a different way. They're going to kind of maybe just, maybe they, they might go around and try to get, just go around the back door and get the Newton, get the Newton, you know, backdoor Newton. Um, or pretend I see, I have some of this in me too. Like pretend not to care about the Newton you know, so as to avoid, 
um, being, being hurt by the Newton. I do that. I do that a lot. Pretending not to have needs. Um, pretending not to need or want the Newton because I'm scared. What? There's, there's nothing worse than not getting the Newton, but then wanting the Newton and not getting the Newton. If I want the Newton or if I need the Newton and I don't get the Newton, then it's like, fuck. You know, that's what, it's almost like scarier to want the Newton and not get the Newton, that deficit, that, or, or need the Newton and not get the Newton, than the actual, the actual experience of not getting the Newton. You know, the not getting the Newton's one thing. It's either like we survive, we don't. Um, you know, but the, I'm so scared of that deficit, that, that, that having wanted Newton and not getting Newton, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, is there, is there enough Newton to go around? You know, is, is there enough Newton to go around? Um, you know, some people believe in like theory, the theory of abundance, you know, like, that we dictate that reality, that there's enough Newton to go around and that, um, we don't have to be fighting for our piece of the Newton. And actually the more that you believe that there's enough Newton to go around, the more Newton there will be for you. You know, that's like sort of people who I guess who believe in like the secret Newton, right? Like they do the secret, the Newton secret. Then there's like, I think another group of people, or I don't want to say group, but just others who might say like, no, no, you know, maybe the Ayn Randian Newtons, the Ayn Newtonians, you know, they, they might say like, no, like you got to like fight for your fucking Newton. Like you, you, I actually have not, I haven't re- read Ayn Rand. I feel like I had just had to issue that disclaimer because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be like canceled for saying Ayn Rand. So I haven't read Ayn Rand, but from what I know, it's sort of a might makes Newton right is, you know, it's like, you must seize, you have to carpa the Newton, you know? Um, I don't know. I think that I'd like to believe, I'd like to believe that there is enough Newton to go around. And I think on a, you know, if the Newton is like, Okayness. Let's say the Newton is okayness because Newton can be different things, right? Like is the Newton goods and services? Is the Newton, um, things we need to survive or is the Newton just like to be to a uh, more of a spiritual thing like you know to be is it like to be free from want of the Newton is to be free from want of the Newton the best way of like always having Newton you know whereas like if you if you are clamoring for the Newton there's never going to be enough Newton you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, like, I want to believe that there is enough Newton. You know, I want there to be enough Newton. Um, and I think on some level I sort of know that there is. Somewhere. Somewhere I know that there's enough Newton. You know, I know there's enough Newton. Um, but the question is, do I act like there's enough Newton? Do I wake up in the morning... And be like, there's going to be enough Newton, you know, and I don't think I do. And I actually think the way that I wake up in the morning, because I wake up and I'm like, you better make the fuck, like, oh, you better make that fucking Newton happen. You better make that fucking, and it's like, that's how I talk to myself. It's like, it's like you, I, I wake up and I, I immediately sense, oh no, there's a deficit of Newton. You better make them Newton happen. What do you, oh, is that, are they getting more Newton than you? 
like time to like have a time to have an imaginary dialogue with them in the shower. They're getting more Newton than you. <gasps> that person took your share of the Newton. You know, that's that's sort of my I guess that's my like animal state or that's or maybe that's the reverse. Maybe that's my like diseased human state. I don't know, you know, but there, there's I wake up at that deficit, you know, or that perceived deficit of Newton. You know, I wake up and like the truth is I've never gone without Newton. There's always been enough Newton. At times I felt like there wasn't enough Newton, especially middle school. Or I wanted like different Newton. Or I felt like my Newton wasn't as good as like, you know, the hot, like hot rich people's Newton, I guess. I was like, oh, but that Newton... It was almost like a divine right of Newton. Like, I, I don't know. It's it, Middle school's been coming up a lot for me lately with people, um, particularly just like some women who I mentor. Like, middle school just keeps coming up. It's like that part of the self that is still 13 and is still – like, I feel like that's definitely an age where – where we can get stuck on our on our perception of like the way the Newton is in the world, you know, the distribution of Newton resources. Um, you know, like I'm still that age in a lot of ways. I guess then there's also though like three year old Newton, like getting your Newton needs met. So there's all all kinds of places, but it's like ideally, I feel like for me to be like, I'm at at my best. When I do feel like, okay, there is enough Newton. There's enough Newton for everybody. There's going to be enough Newton. Like, stop trying to make the Newton happen. You don't need to... The Newton has already happened. You're, like, literally sitting on the fucking Newton. You're sitting on the Newton. You're sitting on a... Belay... On a, on a mountain of Newton... Worrying that you're not going to get enough Newton. And the Newton is like right. It's all around you. You are so. I'm so I'm living. Now I'm having a piece of nicorette. Um, you know. But in part another. Another habit that I've acquired to. Because I'm afraid the world won't give me enough Newton. So I'm like must have something else. Um, but so it's like I'm sitting on the Newton. I'm like living in a world filled with Newton. I've got more than enough Newton. Okay. I don't know what anyone else's truth is. Okay. Live, laugh, love. I don't know what anyone else's truth, truth, but my lived truth, my lived experience time and time again has shown me that I am, so I am, so I am living in like a Newton snow globe. Okay. It's all fucking Newton. The Newton has happened. The Newton has landed, you know, and yet, and yet I have this fear And the more that I fear that I'm not going to get the Newton, the more blind I am to the Newton that is all around me, to the Newton that is mine for the taking, you know, God's Newton, or if the Newton is God, then just the Newton, you know, it's like, I'm looking for Newton in the Newton. I'm literally looking, I'm, I'm in the Newton and I'm like, where's the fucking Newton? Where's I'm in the Newton. I'm I'm covered in Newton, okay? I'm between, like, the top cookie and the bottom cookie. I'm in the fig, right? I'm in the fig of it. I'm in the fig of it, swimming through the fig, and I'm like, bitch, where's my Newton? 
what if I don't get my Newton? Did you take my Newton? Oh, no. That person has Newton. Well, if that person has Newton, they must have my Newton. I don't have the Newton. Or, oh, I have a little bit of, you know, I don't even see all the Newton that is there for me. And I'm just, so I like grab a, I grab a little piece of Newton and I'm like, this is, this is the only Newton I have. Like, ugh, this sucks. This is it. And I'll like focus on a crumb of Newton in my hand when I'm literally like, I am, I am a toothpick, like in a plate of Newtons, you know? So this is going to be a short one tonight, folks, because, uh, I'm lazy. (laughs) Because I'm lazy and it's my fucking show. Hey. Um, but, um, I wanted to announce the Milk Fettian winner of the, the, of the prize package. Um, email, email your Milk Fed pre-order to eatingaloneinmycar at gmail.com, which actually incidentally has an avatar of a Newton. Um, and you'll be entered to win, um, this prize package. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. I, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I, I can't. Okay. So the winner as chosen by eeny, meeny, miny, mo is Tyler Flanagan, Tyler F. I don't know if people want me to say their last names online. If it's a, if it's a name that seems like there could be a lot of them, then I'm like, it's fine. Tyler Flanagan. Um, I emailed you Tyler about 30 minutes ago. Um, but if it's a name, I don't know, whatever. You're the winner. You're the grand winner. Anyway, um, wishing you more than enough Newton for you and yours, but even more than having enough Newton, um, wishing you freedom from fear of not having enough Newton. May all your Newtons be full. And I will see you on the flip side. That's all. Bye-bye.